A reading from Romans chapter 5. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people, because all sinned. To be sure, sin was in the world before the law was given, but sin is not charged against anyone's account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as Adam did, who was a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like the trespass, for if the many died by the trespass of the one man, how much more did God's grace and the gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to the many? Nor can the gift of God be compared with the result of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. For if by the trespass of the one man, death reigned through that one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as one trespass resulted in condemnation for all people, so also one righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. For just as through the disobedience of the one man, the many were made sinners... So also, through the obedience of the one man, the many will be made righteous. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and from Jesus Christ the Father's Son will be with us in truth and love. Amen. Ha-adam. That word is the first reference in the Hebrew Bible to my name. You pronounce the name Adam in English, but the Hebrew word itself means the man. The because at that time I was the only one. I was the first. And man, not like male, but like human being. Ha-Adam as in the only human being, the first of all mankind, maybe even the father of humanity. That's me. I am Father Adam. There's something else, though, that I am first of. Your father, Adam, is the first sinner. No, I no longer have any interest in blaming my wife, your mother. Yes, it was Eve who conversed with the serpent. It was Eve who took the fruit and ate it and gave some to me so that I would eat it too. But dear child, don't you know already that blaming somebody else absolves you of nothing? I am responsible for my actions and inactions. Two, it was impossible for her to sin by action unless I first sinned by inaction. I should have led her as the head of the household. I should have protected her from a serpent that was obviously not normal because it was talking. I should have loved her. And certainly I should have loved God by leading her and protecting her and loving the perfect wife that he gave to me. I should have obeyed. But I didn't. I sinned. 
And truly, I, Father Adam, am the first sinner. That's how sin entered the world, through my disobedience. I cannot describe to you how things were before. A world without defect, a world without flaw, a world without pain or sadness or death, a world without sin. I myself introduced the defect that infected everything, the fault, the flaw that causes all other flaws, the source of all pain and all sadness. The only law that existed, I broke and I disobeyed. I sinned, and I cannot describe to you how things were before because you have never known such a world. You have only ever known this one with its defects and its flaws and its pains and its sadnesses. You have only ever known a world of sin. That's how you were made sinners, by my sin. And maybe so you have interest then in in blaming me, your father. Yes, I sinned first and introduced sin into the world and into us. It's true that I disobeyed. And so from a certain point of view, from my disobedience comes all of yours. I stained myself with sin and I passed down to you that stain. But dear child, don't you already know? That blaming someone else absolves you of nothing. You are responsible for your actions and inactions. And that too does not absolve me. Dear child, do you really imagine that I like what I have done to you? No, child. I am so sorry for my sin. Even so, I know that you are sorry for yours too. I am sorry and and you are too that we have earned death. By my sin, sin entered the world and death through sin and in this way death came to all people because all sinned. I sinned, and for that, I died. I died immediately, but because of my sin. My sin separated me from God. I died spiritually. And because of that, I died physically more than 900 years later as a testimony to my spiritual death. And you too. I sinned, and so you were born in sin. You were born spiritually dead. And then... Someday you will physically die as testimony to your spiritual death. And that's how death reigns. What of your decisions is not governed by death, either corrupted by your spiritual death of sin or as an attempt to prevent physical death. Death is the rule of human life. Every human being sins, every human being will die because every human being deserves eternal death. We deserve hell. We deserve condemnation from God, that which follows sin as its result because sin brings judgment the judgment of a just God. And I cannot describe to you his justice, even though I saw it with my own eyes, because you have never seen it, but you can understand it. And so you should fear it. 
you should recognize that you don't have it. What I'm saying is that you and I are the same. You and your father, Adam, we are the same. The same in sin, me first and then you. The same in spiritual death, me first and then you. I died and you are going to die. I condemned myself and you have condemned yourself. And you would have every reason to blame me. I blame me. How could I not? But how could that help? Child, I would love to bear the guilt alone. I would love to bear yours. But no, I can't. Neither can you. And neither of us have to. Yes, I can describe to you the grace of God. Because it is the first thing that found me after my sin and spiritual death. It is the only thing that sustained me until my physical death. It is the only thing that saved me from eternal death. It's what I heard God say, not to me, the first sinner, nor to my wife, your mother. God said it to the serpent, to Satan, to the one who thought himself our friend under condemnation from God. God said, I will put enmity to the one who considered us dead and therefore his, God said, I will separate between you and your, between your offspring and hers. To the one who truly had defeated us, God promised a costly but total defeat. He will crush your head and you will strike his heel. God, the perfect father, knew very well what your father Adam was not ready to hear, only to overhear. But now I can say to you directly, that you and I are the same in my Son, Christ Jesus, our Savior. Child, compare me with Christ, and you will see that there is no comparison. Contrast me against Christ, and you will see that we are the same. I am the first sinner. Jesus was the first of my children to be righteous. He obeyed perfectly where you and I disobey. He achieved righteousness that you and I lack. And just as all people have inherited my sin and bring it to fulfillment with their own, Jesus is the righteousness of all who trust in him. By my sin, all were made sinners. So much so that with good reason, we blame one another with achieving nothing because we are all responsible for our own sins. But Jesus took the blame on himself, though he had no reason to. He bore our guilt and suffered our punishment. His heel was struck on the cross that crushed the head of the enemy by robbing him of his friendship with us. Jesus robbed him of our sin. He bore our sin. By my sin, sin entered the world, and death through sin, and in this way death came to all people, because all sinned, and I am sorry, child, that things are that way, but there is life in Jesus, because in Jesus there is forgiveness. He bore our spiritual death. He suffered our eternal death. He defanged physical death, and he gives all of that to us as his gift from God. By faith, which too is his gift to us. A gift we receive by hearing or overhearing. It doesn't matter directly or indirectly. It's the same because it's true. 
This is grace that after innumerable sins, there is forgiveness for everyone. After incalculable transgressions, there is for everyone satisfaction. Child, I could not love you or your mother, but her offspring has. I could not protect you or her, but Jesus did. I could not lead you to life, but Jesus has eternal life and protection from all evil and the undeserved love of God are yours. Now, grace is the rule of life. Every human being sins and there is forgiveness for us all. Every human being dies and there is still life for us all. Every human being descended from me and every human being is redeemed by him, including me. In that, let me be first too. I am the first to be saved. And in that, you and I are the same. Ha-Adam was saved. All mankind, male and female, sons and daughters, sinners and also sinners. Listen to your father, Adam. Know who you are. All people have one father. All people have one Lord. One righteous act resulted in justification and life for all people. There is hope. There is forgiveness. There is love and eternal life in one man. And him beyond compare. Amen. Please stand. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.